Hi, welcome to episode 518 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and like most major supervillains, I can be stopped by giving me hostess Twinkies. Today is Fantastic Four 518 from November 2004. Fortitude, part two, by Mark Wade and Mike Weringo. So these big things from space have landed in the water surrounding Manhattan Island. Water is flooding in from all directions. Sue is struggling with all her might to hold back the water with a force field. And Franklin and Valeria are still wearing their Halloween costumes, even though the Thing has gotten rid of his Human Torch outfit. I guess he doesn't want to confuse people while he's saving their lives. Soon, the water starts flowing off the edge of Manhattan. Because those alien obelisks have lifted the island up off the ground into the air, and the FF have other things to worry about, but first, they have to drop the kids off at Alicia's, and then it's back to headquarters. Reed puts a device on Ben so he can see and hear everything Ben is doing. I'm surprised Ben's outfit isn't already equipped with such a device, knowing what a peeping Tom Reed can be. They have to split up before, as Reed says, the island is flung into the sun. It's kind of hard to muster up very much sympathy for the idiots who live in the Marvel Universe Manhattan. How much shit do they have to deal with before they realize that Manhattan is the absolute worst, most dangerous place in the world to live? Why would anyone live there? Whenever aliens attack Earth, the first place they go, Manhattan. Reed has noticed that one of the alien obelisks around the city have viewports, so he figures that those responsible must be inside. So he tells Sue, Ben, and Johnny to head to that one, while he goes to the western pylon to investigate the energy patterns that are radiating out of there. So Sue lifts herself up and Ben over to the main pylon while Johnny is flying behind. Ben rips open a doorway and they get inside. Immediately, Ben gets blown over by some kind of weapon. Reed has entered the other pylon and all he finds inside is emptiness. And that same weapon blows him over too. He gets up and he checks his scanner and he sees that he's surrounded by machines, but the machines must be invisible, so he calls Sue and asks her to come over to his pylon. Oh no. I can see it now. Reed and Sue, alone in a strange alien ship, they're totally going to get it on. This is their thing. Back in her pylon, Sue is making something invisible turn visible, and it's a big creature with big teeth, two heads and a bunch of tentacles. Johnny screams out, it's horrible! Make it invisible! Make it invisible! Sue tells Johnny that the creature has to be visible so Ben can hit it, which he does, knocking it out. And then Johnny says, he wasn't talking about the creature, he was talking about Ben. Sue says she can hear another watchdog coming, but they can't see it. Suddenly, Ben gets knocked over and Johnny gets zapped by electricity. Sue puts up a force field and turns whatever it is out there visible, and they appear before them, ready to attack eight huge, nasty alien creatures. Ben tries to call Reed, but he's pretty busy himself. He's trying to figure out what's happening, where everything is inside his pylon, by stretching his body all over the room into the places where there isn't anything. He asks the others what's going on. Ben replies that it seems like uh, some lunatic let loose a whole zoo full of critters. And they surprise the FF when the creatures start talking to each other in some alien language. And then, the leader of the aliens arrives, a man with a yellow beard, calling himself Zaius. Dr. Zaius, Dr. Zaius, 
Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. No, no, not Dr. Zayas, just Zayas. Elsewhere, in a news van just outside of town, a reporter is about to go live, but they're interrupted when a signal from the FF, inside Ben's costume, inside the alien ship, is intercepted, and they start to air that, and now everyone can see what's happening inside that pylon. And all the news, all the news channels are airing it, except of course I assume Fox News. Instead, they probably already have a so-called expert on the air to debunk the alien invasion. Back with Reed, he finishes working on some device and he attaches it to the inside of his alien pylon. And back with Sue, Ben, and Johnny, a bunch of alarms go off, and Mr. Zayas says, The alarms! Something's halted the land mass displacement. Reed calls Ben and tells him he stopped the anti-gravity effect, but he has to stay there and monitor the device, so he can't come over and help. He does want to talk to Zayas, but Zayas says, You have nothing to say worth listening to. Ouch. I hear that all the time from my mother. Zayas goes on to say, By interfering with our agenda, you ensure the prosperity of the deadliest, most destructive being in the known universe. And who might that be? David Hasselhoff? No, it's Galactus he's talking about. Zayas talks about how long ago, Galactus came to his world to drain his planet of energy, rendering it a lifeless husk like Detroit. And within one year, most of the species were extinct. So Zayas fled the planet, pledging to devote the rest of his life to thwarting Galactus's systematic rampage of genocide. Yeah, that Galactus needs a good thwarting. I love a good thwart. So Zayas traveled to other planets ravaged by Galactus, gathered up other survivors, and then they figured out a way to finally stop Galactus. Let me guess. A planet full of hostess cupcakes laced with cyanide. That would work. No, what he came up with was a machine manufactured from elements and technology available on almost all sentient worlds. The machine generates an invisibility field, making the planet disappear from view and unable to be detected by Galactus if he comes a calling. This technology spread to thousands and thousands of planets, making it hard for Galactus to find a good place to eat. It's kind of like when I'm calling all my different relatives before Thanksgiving, trying to find a place to have Thanksgiving dinner, but nobody answers their phones. It's like they're trying to starve me to death. But Zayas learned there's a technology in the world capable of negating the cloaking technology, and Galactus has found out about this technology, and that technology, of course, can be found on Earth, which, as we all know, is the friendliest planet toward Galactus in the universe. So Zayas says he has to eliminate that resource before Galactus claims it as his own. They found that resource on the island of Manhattan, and instead of doing a door-to-door -door search of the entire city, they're just going to take the entire island and toss it in the sun. Problem solved. Easy. This comes as quite a shock to the people watching the live feed at home on television. But Zayas realizes he doesn't have to toss the entire city into the sun. He knows what can negate this invisibility cloak. And it's not a what. It's a who. It's Sue. That's Sue. That's true. He knew what Sue can do. And hearing that Sue is going to get tossed into the sun does not make Reed very happy. I'm guessing all the people in watching at home aren't too happy either upon realizing that once again... Having the Fantastic Four right in the middle of Manhattan has put millions and millions of lives in danger. Can't they put their headquarters somewhere a little more safer? Jeez. It's kind of like 
the crack house in my neighborhood that's always attracting the criminal element. And my neighbors are always like, telling me to move, but I like it here. Zayas gives the FF a choice to keep fighting and put the entire island of Manhattan in danger or to surrender. And you know what Reed wants to do? That's right, keep fighting and put the entire island of Manhattan in danger. Sue says, Zayas, wait, I'm not the threat you make me out to be. I would never do anything to help Galactus. Apparently, she doesn't remember issue 244, where Reed and the rest of the FF helped save Galactus' life, and thus allowing Galactus to continue his rampage of genocide across the universe. Zaya says that Galactus would be able to force Sue to do his bidding and use her powers for his own ends. Sue says, there is no choice. She surrenders. Reed hears this, and he's like, Susan! And with that, the issue is over. To be continued. And the next time, will Zayas kill Sue or just take away her powers? Will the island of Manhattan be restored to its rightful place? Or will Zayas just toss the island down wherever, willy-nilly, like in the middle of a desert or something? That would be kind of cool. And if the FF finds out some way to outsmart Dr. I mean, Mr. Zayas, what happens when Galactus finally does show up? I'm guessing pants will be pooped in, that's for sure. That's all I have for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. You can download other episodes of iTunes or find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Thank you.